0: Welcome to episode two of ESG Pro's podcast. Today's topic is ESG reporting and regulation. I'm Humperdinck Jackman, founder of ESG Pro. We're live streaming and comments and questions are welcome. We'll be addressing them at the end of each episode. This series consists of 10 lectures to unravel the world of Environment, Social, and Governance, or ESG. Our other podcasts feature interviews with expert guests. Today, we're delving into the complex world of ESG reporting and regulation. This episode will uncover the intricacies of ESG compliance, the evolving regulatory landscape, and why effective reporting is key to business success. As we begin our journey through the labyrinth of ESG reporting, we will understand better its profound impact on businesses today. The lecture is broken down into a series of topics to make it easier for people who like to bookmark or revert back to a podcast. So, topic one, understanding ESG reporting. ESG reporting is the process by which companies disclose data on their environment, social, and governance practices. It's a way for organizations to communicate their sustainability efforts and impacts upon stakeholders. This reporting is not just about sharing numbers, it's about telling a story. The story of a company's commitment to sustainable and ethical practices, or if you like, all that is good and proven about the company, what can be evidenced. Effective ESG reporting involves several key components. Firstly, it must be transparent. This means providing clear, honest, and comprehensive information. Secondly, it should be consistent, allowing for year-on-year comparisons and trend analysis. Thirdly, reporting needs to be relevant, focusing on material issues that significantly impact the business and its stakeholders. And finally, it should be reliable, backed by accurate data and robust methodologies. And why is ESG reporting important? It helps businesses identify and manage risks related to environmental and social issues. It fosters transparency and accountability, building trust with investors, customers, and other stakeholders. And furthermore, it aligns with investor demand for more information on how companies are managing ESG related risks and opportunities. Topic two takes us into the regulatory landscape of ESG. This is rapidly evolving. Governance, governments, and regulatory bodies worldwide are introducing policies and frameworks to ensure businesses address critical ESG issues. For example, in the US, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, is increasingly focusing on ESG disclosures, especially regarding climate risks and corporate governance. In the European Union, The Non-Financial Reporting Directive, or NFRD, mandates certain large companies to disclose information on the way they operate and manage social and environmental challenges. Here in the UK, similar trends are observed. The UK Companies Act requires listed companies to report on greenhouse gas emissions, and recent updates have expanded these requirements to include broader ESG disclosures, These regulations underscore the importance of ESG issues in corporate governance and risk management. Moreover, ESG reporting is becoming integral to financial reporting. The Financial Stability Board's Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures, or TCFD, has developed recommendations for climate-related financial disclosures, which are being increasingly adopted by companies globally. These guidelines emphasize the financial impact of climate change on businesses and the need for transparent disclosure. Moving on to topic three, challenges and best practices in ESG reporting. While ESG reporting is crucial, it presents challenges. One major challenge is the lack of standardized reporting frameworks. There are about 600 ESG frameworks globally, but there are several frameworks and standards which have taken a position of dominance such as the GRI, SASB and TCFD and more recently the EU CSRD which is coming into force. The absence of a universal standard can lead to inconsistencies and comparisons which present difficulties. Best practices in ESG reporting include integrating ESG data into financial reports ensuring senior management involvement in ESG initiatives and engaging with stakeholders to determine actual material issues. Companies should also leverage technology to manage and report ESG data effectively. This not only streamlines the reporting process, but it also ensures accuracy and reliability of the data. Another best practice is setting clear and measurable ESG goals. This involves not just stating intentions, but also outlining specific achievable objectives and regularly reporting on progress. It's about moving from aspirational statements to actionable strategies. Topic four, the risks of greenwashing and social washing in business. And in this extended topic, I'm going to explore the concepts of greenwashing and social washing and why these practices pose significant risks to businesses of all sizes, from small and medium-sized enterprises, or SMEs, all the way up to large corporations. We have to understand greenwashing and social washing. And greenwashing occurs when a company, misleadingly, deliberately or not, promotes its products, policies, or practices as being environmentally friendly, so creating a false impression of their sustainability efforts. Similarly, social washing or whitewashing refers to companies overstating or actually fabricating their commitment to social responsibility. We've all seen it. These deceptive practices are often used to attract environmentally and socially conscious consumers, and investors. We must consider also the prevalence and impact of greenwashing. In an, in an era where environmental and social issues are at the forefront of consumer consciousness, companies are increasingly marketing their products and services as green or ethical. However, not all claims are genuine, leading to a rise in greenwashing and social washing. The prevalence of these deceptive practices can have several adverse effects. Then there's consumer distrust. When customers discover that a company's sustainability claims are exaggerated or false, it can lead directly to a loss of trust. This erosion of consumer confidence can be especially damaging for SMEs, where reputation and customer loyalty are crucial for survival. Investor scrutiny is also a factor. Investors are becoming more astute in assessing companies' ESG claims. Businesses caught greenwashing or social washing can face severe repercussions from investors, including divestment, which could be detrimental to every business. Greenwashing also poses regulatory risks, and regulatory bodies around the world are increasingly cracking down on greenwashing and social washing. Companies found guilty of misleading consumers can face hefty fines, legal actions, and other regulatory penalties. Many of these are enshrined in the new CSRD regulation coming into effect across Europe. For SMEs, such penalties can be crippling, while for larger corporations they can lead to significant financial losses and reputational damage. When you contemplate greenwashing, consider market position and competitive advantage. Advantage. Authentic sustainability and social responsibility efforts can be a significant market differentiator. Companies engaging in greenwashing or social washing risk losing their competitive edge as consumers and investors gravitate towards businesses with genuine ESG commitments. Let's now take a look at some case examples. Several high-profile cases highlight the risk of greenwashing and social washing. For example, Volkswagen. They faced backlash and legal consequences running into billions of dollars for falsely advertising the environmental performance of their vehicles. Similarly, a major clothing brand faced public scrutiny and reputational damage for overstating the sustainability of its products. Mitigating the risks is essential. To avoid the pitfalls of greenwashing and social washing, businesses should adhere to the following principles. Transparency and and honesty. Be honest. Be transparent about your company's environmental and social practices. Avoid making vague or unverifiable claims about your products or services. The substantiation of any claim. You must ensure that all sustainability claims are backed by credible data and independent verification. This is particularly important for SMEs that may not have the same resources as large corporations to invest in extensive sustainability initiatives. There's stakeholder engagement. You must engage with customers, employees, and other stakeholders You must understand their expectations and communicate your ESG efforts clearly and honestly. And this requires continuous improvement. Recognize that sustainability is a journey, not a destination. Continuously strive to improve your environmental and social practices. And always be open about the challenges and your progress or lack of it. Now wrapping up this key topic, Greenwashing and social washing present significant risks to businesses. They can lead to a loss of trust, investor scrutiny, regulatory penalties, and competitive disadvantages. So by prioritizing transparency, substantiation, stakeholder engagement, and continuous improvement, companies can mitigate these risks and build a reputation for genuine sustainability and social responsibility. Topic five ESG reporting in action and some real world case studies. So, I'm going to look now at some real world examples that highlight the impact and effectiveness of quality ESG reporting. These case studies help us to understand how businesses have leveraged ESG reporting to drive change, improve operations, and enhance their market position. Now, the first is Well, Unilever, they are a corporation which is severely challenged from an ESG perspective. Um, There is a lot of bad press about them at the moment for not adhering to transparency. And from a corporate governance perspective, Unilever, as a global corporation, is under a great deal of scrutiny for continuing its operations in in Russia in the face of the Ukraine war. However, Unilever, they're a global leader in consumer goods, and they're known for their commitment to sustainability. In 2010, Unilever launched its Sustainable Living Plan, aiming to decouple business growth from environmental impact. This ambitious plan, focused on improving health and well-being, reducing environmental impact and and enhancing livelihoods. Unilever's ESG reports then showcased significant achievements, such as reducing CO2 emissions from manufacturing by 52% from 2008 levels, thereby improving the health and hygiene of 1.3 billion people. Through campaigns like Lifebuoy handwashing, and enhancing the livelihoods of millions through initiatives like the Shakti Entrepreneur Program in India. These, these programs do actually make a difference. These efforts were not just commendable from a sustainability perspective, but they also made good business sense. Unilever reported that its sustainable living brands grew 69% faster than the rest of the business in 2018. This case demonstrates how effective ESG reporting aligned with concrete sustainability goals can lead to operational efficiencies, brand enhancement, and business growth. However, note the cautions. Maybe they've gone too far too fast, and the quality of their ESG reporting has been taken over by an overzealous marketing department. That in itself is a case study to consider. Next, we can consider Microsoft's carbon negative commitment. In January 2020, Microsoft announced an ambitious goal to be carbon negative by 2030. Beyond this, they aim to remove all the carbon the company has emitted since its founding in 1975, and they aim to achieve this by 2050. Microsoft's ESG reporting plays a crucial role in this commitment. Their reports provide detailed insights into their carbon footprint, energy usage, and progress towards using renewable energy. In their 2020 report, Microsoft disclosed that they had decreased operational carbon emissions by 17% and that 100% of the electricity used in their data centers Buildings and campuses came from renewable energy. Microsoft's ESG reporting extends beyond environmental aspects. They also focus on social and governance issues, such as promoting digital inclusivity and maintaining high standards of data privacy and security. Microsoft's approach to ESG reporting highlights how comprehensive and transparent disclosure can support and Ambitious sustainability goals while fostering trust and credibility with stakeholders. still, I'm going to add a caution here. With the rise in data centers, and not least of all because of artificial intelligence, water consumption and the crippling effect water consumption for data center cooling can have on upon local communities is an issue which Microsoft are going to have to face with great urgency. In the third case study, I'm citing Patagonia, who have placed a great emphasis on ethical supply chain. Now, Patagonia, an outdoor clothing company renowned for its environmental activism and ethical practices. But Patagonia's commitment to sustainability is deeply ingrained in its business model and is clearly reflected in its ESG reporting. Their reports detail efforts such as using 100% traceable down organic cotton and recycled materials in their products. They also provide transparency on their supply chain, ensuring fair labor practices or in a commitment to reduce their environmental impact. Patagonia's ESG initiatives have not only solidified their reputation as a leader in sustainability, but also resonated strongly with their customer base, driving brand loyalty and and, business growth along the way. Their commitment caused no unnecessary harm and dedication to environmental and social issues have distinguished Patagonia in a very, very crowded and competitive marketplace. So proving that strong ESG practices can be a significant differentiator for any brand. These case studies from Unilever, Microsoft, and Patagonia demonstrate the tangible benefits of effective ESG reporting are there to be won. These companies have not only improved their sustainability performance, but also experienced enhanced operational efficiencies, brand value, and stakeholder trust. These examples serve as powerful testimony to the fact that ESG reporting is more than a compliance requirement. It's a strategic asset that can drive meaningful change and business success. So that's greenwashing and social washing. It's quite a long topic. So let's move on. The future of ESG reporting. It's topic number six. Now, looking ahead, the future of ESG reporting is likely to see greater standardization and integration into financial reporting. We can expect more regulatory bodies to mandate ESG disclosures and for these disclosures to become more detailed and rigorous. Technology will play a crucial role in the future of ESG reporting with advancements in data analytics and AI companies will be able to manage and report ESG data more efficiently and accurately. This will enable more dynamic and real-time reporting, providing stakeholders with up-to-date information on any company's ESG performance. Furthermore, as stakeholder demands evolve, ESG reporting will likely expand to cover a broader range of issues, including emerging topics such as biodiversity, And circular economy. The focus will also shift from just reporting to actually demonstrating tangible impacts and outcomes of company ESG initiatives. Now, we have a viewer question from Michael who asks, how can small businesses without large budgets start integrating ESG practices effectively? Hmm. It's a good question. It's one we spend a lot of time addressing here at ESG Pro, uh, especially with businesses best described as SMEs. I think it's fair to say that small businesses have, have a unique opportunity to embed ESG practices into their operations from the ground up, even when they have limited budgets. It starts with small manageable steps, For for instance, focusing on environmental efforts. Um, A small business might reduce energy usage with LED lighting or implement a recycling program. On the social side, creating a positive company culture and engaging with your community can make a big impact. Lastly, establishing transparent governance practices does not have to be costly, but it will build trust with your stakeholders. Every action counts. Again, we're saying this time and time again. Over time, these efforts can scale up alongside the business, which sets a strong foundation for sustainable growth. Remember, it's not just about big investments and headlines. It's about making sustainability a core aspect of your business ethos, how you run the business from the ground up and the top down. Well, I hope that nails it for you, Michael, and you'll give us a call and maybe discover some scaled approaches which which fit your business. So, some closing thoughts as I conclude this episode. It's evident that ESG reporting is not just a compliance exercise. It's a strategic tool that can enhance transparency, build trust, and drive sustainable growth. In our next episode, I will explore how to develop a sustainable business strategy that aligns with business principles. Thank you for tuning in to our ESG Focus Pro- Podcast by ESG Pro. For more insights, connect with us at www.esgpro.co.uk. Please subscribe to this podcast series. and Why not connect with us via LinkedIn? Until next time, I'm Humperdinck Jackman, and thank you very much for listening. Cheerio.